0: Netu Netur Volume 4 The Ausarian Resurrection The Initiate's Daily Meditation Guide. Reading from the author's preface, beginning on page 19. A brief survey of the history of religion will be very helpful. Let's begin by looking at some of the dates. 2350 BCE, the world's first hence oldest religious scripture is written on the pyramid walls of King Unas, the last king of the fifth dynasty in Egypt. All Egyptologists agree that its composition is much earlier. The chief theme of this book is that all men are divine beings. 2200 BCE, additional contents of the ancient Egyptian religion are documented in the coffin text. The chief theme is the same. 1950 BCE, the oldest copy of the documentation of the ancient Egyptian account of creation is dated to this period. The book of the knowing the transformations of Ra and overthrowing evil. It is acknowledged that this is a copy of a much older document. This book reveals that all things in the world, especially man, are vehicles of the God in the world. 1570 BCE, the most celebrated religious scripture of ancient Egypt, the so called Book of the Dead. All men are all divine. 600 to 300 BCE. Almost 1750 years after the appearance of the world's first scripture in Egypt, the writing of the Hebrew Bible begins. It is compiled from orally transmitted tradition. 600 to 300 BCE. The Rig Veda, the oldest Hindu scripture, is written down. It, too, was derived from an older oral tradition. 300 BCE. The Bhagavad Gita is written. The most celebrated text of Hinduism today. 6 BCE. Buddhism and Confucianism and their scriptures come into being. The Up the upanishad is written the upanishad was derived from an earlier oral tradition it states that the self in man is the same self in god c 33 through 325 christianity begins with the christian bible only one man jesus is divine 7 a.d rise of islam with the quran The historical record shows that, one, the oldest religious scriptures in the world were four out of of ancient Egypt. Two, there are significant direct contacts between Egypt and most of the nations cited above. Two basic questions can be asked. What can we conclude if we find many similarities between Egyptian religion and spirituality and the later civilizations? What must we conclude about ancient Egyptian religion if the record shows that what is best in it is similar to what is best in those that followed it? Especially if a strong argument can be made for transmission from Egypt to the others. It's the proverbial A must be equal to C if they are both equal to B. Chief Elements of Ancient Egyptian Religion All Egyptologists and theologians state that Ancient Egyptian religion is polytheistic. All that you have to do is read the Kemetic account of creation in the book of Knowing the Transformations of Ra and the Overthrowing of Pep. 1950 BCE. This book represents the world's first and indisputable account of the monotheism. The book opens with the following words, quote, "'The words of Nebertucher, "'literally, Lord of all, "'which he spoke after manifest- manifesting itself. "'I am he who manifested myself as the creator.' I was alone, I became from I became from God one, God's three, that is from out of myself, were raised up Shu, the positive or central figure force of the spirit, and Tefnut, the negative or central force of the spirit. The original copy of this book sits in some museum in the world and has been authenticated. It is over a thousand years old, older than the Hebrew Bible, which documents the Mosaic claim for the origin of monotheism. We can discount the fact that the Hebrews had the, to be privy to this age-old tradition of Egypt. The book goes on to explain the transformations of Ra, the Holy Spirit of God, that is the modification of the one spirit into its various faculties. Egyptologists have labeled these faculties of the spirit deities and demigods in order to substantiate their claim that the Egyptians were polytheistic. An examination of the attributes and functions of these faculties of the spirit, the Neturu, will reveal that they are what are called archangels in Hebraism, and Christianity. The sources of the personality types in psychology. Yet, the one is polytheistic while the other is monotheistic. It is nothing more than a... Scheme of disinformation. Further examination will show that the Neturu, taken as a whole, the Pout Neturu, is the ancient Egyptian source of the Kabbalistic Tree of Life. We must keep in mind that the oldest written record of the Pout Neturu is 2350 BCE, or over 2,000 years prior to the first recorded data on Kabbalah which did not flourish until the 13th century AD. As is to be expected there will be many similarities and many differences between the two systems. It is of great interest to note that many Egyptologists have noted the synchronicity trend throughout the history of Egyptian religion. They were constantly equating various neteru with each other and in their attempts to show the unity of the various faculties of the spirit. It's nothing different from what is experienced in all areas of study. It wasn't until much later in the history of chemistry, for example, that the unity of the elements through the periodical table was discovered. The same happened in physics, in mathematics, in traditional Chinese medicine. Western allopathic medicine is yet to find the gestalt through which the unity of the psychological and biochemical fact functions can be understood as the Chinese have done with their medical system. The Pao Neturu, the comedic tree of life, is the gestalt, the unified field theory of the spiritual world. The university temple Complex that was dedicated to its study and cultivation resides in the city of Anu, Helio, Helio, Heliopolis, according to the Greeks. The religion of Egypt was comprised of two major systems the cultivation of the spirit or Ra and the cultivation of man's divinity, Osar. The unifying element in man's being the chief aspect of ancient egyptian religion and life was the fact to them that man is a divine being that she is endowed the same attributes as god same in quality yet not in quantity of course man is born potentially divine and has to evolve into his divinity The purpose of religion and spirituality is to aid this process along. It is not an option. Nature has done all that has been appointed to do for man's evolution. From here on, men must take their evolution into their own hands or watch the species become extinct from their own doings. Egypt discovered and received from God knowledge of the way to fulfill man's evolutionary goal, and left the record for mankind in its various scriptures and teachings regarding the Pout Neturu and the Asarian tradition. I have devoted the greater part of my life to making these teachings accessible to the world. The preceding volumes and my other books laid the foundation for the work. In this book, I present the actual resources for the daily work that must be carried out in regards to the cultivation of the divine self, Aosar. In Metu Netur, Volume 5, I will give the full instructions for the cultivation of the spirit, the Pout Neturu. Becoming an Ausar, in other words, a god-man or god-woman, was the major objective in the life of the ancient Egyptians. Many religions claim that man was made in the likeness and image of God. If this is so, then man cannot be in the essence of human being. He must transcend this early stage of spiritual primitiveness. The Egyptian records are full of accounts of many men and women of all walks of life having realized the goal. See Metuneter Volume 3 for details. The most important and valuable effect of the divination of man is the optimization of all her faculties and abilities, mental, moral, physical, and spiritual. It was this that was responsible for the great accomplishments of ancient Egypt in government, spirituality, the arts, sciences, literature, and architecture, and so on thousands of years before most other civilizations. In fact, it was the source of the best in most of the leading cultures of today. The self and the spirit or not-self. To understand the essence of Kemetic religion and spirituality, you must understand the fundamental makeup of man. We are well aware of two distinctly opposite aspects in our being. Some of the events in man's life are willed and others are involuntary. We must take responsibility for all willed activities and must consequently identify them. In other words, willed activities proceed us from, on other hand, involuntary activities are, as the word says, not willed, and we can therefore not take responsibility for them genius musical talent and so on proceeds from the subconscious the involuntary part of being just like blood pressure and digestive functions we cannot take direct credit for their manifestation no one wills the blood pressure to rise or drop or to be a genius we have thus the two fundamental divisions of our being the two aspects of being, the self and the not self. The self, our identity, consciousness, will, and the not self, non-identity, unconsciousness, involuntary activity. When we will something to take place, we are going no further than declaring a potential act. This is why most people have difficulties realizing their will establishing and changing habits, and so on. The will and its realization belong to different parts of being. You, the self, wills, while the not-self, the spirit, is in charge of its execution. We all know how to act as self, but hardly anything about the spirit. It is It and its activities operate Outside of consciousness, ourselves. The reason that the self cannot carry out intentions is because it is devoid of energy and matter. The spirit is the part that manifests events because it is composed of energy and matter. The self, devoid of energy and matter, potential acts. The not self, Composed of Energy and Matter, Realization of Acts. And here ends the reading on page 25.